Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we continue with our birth stories for the summer series. Today's story comes from Stephanie Cousins, who may not have had the orgasmic birth she was hoping for, but still had a fabulous and empowering home birth. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by the first eight days of being a mom, a day-by-day manual on taking care of the new mom as well as her newborn. Get a 10% discount by going to thefirst8days.com slash birthful. That's with the number eight, thefirst8days.com slash birthful. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Mamas and Mamas to be. I want to thank you once again for all the love you're giving the show. And here's a quick reminder that it would be super helpful if you could rate the show on iTunes. To do that, go to birthful.com slash review, click on the view and iTunes link, click on ratings and reviews and give us as many stars as you think we deserve. So there at birthful.com slash review, you will find a link that will take you to iTunes and you'll also find a little video that explains it because I got feedback that it wasn't so straightforward to figure out how to leave a review on iTunes. So I made a video for you guys. From that birthful.com slash review, all it takes is one link and three clicks, and I will be forever grateful. All right, this week we continue continue to switch the spotlight from the professionals to the mamas who are gracious enough to share with us their birth stories in order to bust down TV and movie myths and tell us what real life birth looks like. And today I have Stephanie Cousins, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, I was supposed to ask you how do you pronounce your name, and I didn't. Um, Stephanie Cousins. Cousins. See, I had it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> we talked about all other things, Cousins and I didn't all get the time. <laughs> Cousins. Okay. Um, well, she's here to share her home birth story, and it's great to have you here, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm happy to, to be here. Mm-hmm. And what, before we started the show, we were talking about this. We were talking about how important it is to share these stories. And the, what were you saying? Because you said it so beautifully. See if you remember. Oh, thank you. Well, I was just saying personally, I think every time a new mom or an old mom, any stage in between, shares something that um, is genuine and or and specifically for me, if it was a challenge. Um, if I've felt something along those lines or gone through something like that, I can just feel a tiny bit of the weight of the world come off my shoulders. When I hear that someone else has had that experience that I can identify with, you get that moment of, you know, you can breathe. This isn't just me. I'm not alone. We're in this together. And whether you're just listening to each other or giving each other a solution, um, those moments to me are invaluable as a mother. And they are. It's that connecting the village and, and regaining that knowledge that made it easier for all of us to not only give birth, but also be mothers and, and just be community. Absolutely. And I've just become so aware of that community um, since I've become a mom and just the invaluable knowledge that 
women have um, about our own bodies, about our own worlds, about our children. You, you really have to um, trust yourself and trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's get into your birth story. What tell us? Okay, so it, was a home, it was a home birth. Um, how did you even decide to choose a home birth? You know, as as a young woman, abstractly, when I had ever considered um, having a child, I did always want to have a home birth because there was something in me that could never put together why we went to a hospital for something that was not a sickness or not a disease. And obviously it is more complex than that, but it was something that had always kind of um, rolled around in my brain. And, you know, over the years, my life changed. I didn't think about having kids. But then once my husband and I decided to, uh, we took um, Bradley Method classes together. And we we didn't think about a home birth at that point. Um, it had been just not a priority to think about, but I knew I wanted to do it naturally. And I got into the Bradley class and started doing reading. My husband and I realized that, um, you know, the hospital birth was going to be tricky. We were, we were maybe not going to get the outcome that we wanted, the natural childbirth, the peaceful childbirth that we wanted. And the more we did research, the more we realized that home birth wasn't something just crazy hippies did. You didn't go, you know, out into the wilderness by yourself and push your baby out. And it wasn't something unattainable. It was real. There's science behind it. There are midwives there, you know, and they're qualified to to birth your babies in countries all over the world, birth their babies at home and they have healthy babies. And um, it's kind of funny because my husband and I are pretty much cliched opposite attract stories mm-hmm. and um, and I would have never thought of him as being supportive of this but it, it goes just way beyond um, you know being a crazy crunchy hippie who wants to have a birth at home it's it's science there's real methodology and, and you can you know you can do this and it's safe and i really wanted that for myself. I really wanted that for my child. I wanted to feel safe in my own environment. And so we decided we're going to do this. Right. So that was the, the choice that was right for you guys um, in terms of making... It was. Your... I had a... Go... So go ahead. Yes. I, I had a very healthy, low-risk pregnancy, and it was something that um, we worked really hard to make happen. Mm-hmm. And so this is a question I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you've you've heard this before as well, is how did you know you were in labor? Um, <laughs> um, well, I woke up in the middle of the night and just had, um, you know, what was obviously a contraction, and we just tried to sleep through it, and um, we did until maybe like, six or seven or eight, I don't even remember now. Um, it was early morning we finally woke up because the contractions were stronger. I couldn't sleep through them. Um, and you just, we knew from doing our research that the contractions were going to, you know, increase in intensity and duration, and and um, that's what happened for me. Um, I called my midwife, and she came over around 11, and um, she did a, a check, um, and 
I was like seven and a half. Oh wow! So hold on. Dilated. It started. What time did it start? The first contraction in the middle start, of the night. The first contraction woke me up at around uh, two a.m. Two a.m. And when she came and, and checked you, was that eleven a.m.? It was around eleven a.m. Yeah. That was fast moving. So, yeah, my labor moved very quickly. We had gone out um, the night before. I kind of had a feeling it was close to my due date. It was, um, I would do October 10th, and she came on October 4th. And October 3rd, we went out for like a last hurrah dinner because I knew something was happening. When we got to the restaurant, I, I realized I was starting to lose my plug a little bit. But I know, you know, you can you can start to lose at any time. So I didn't think I'd run out of the restaurant or anything. And I I told him, I whispered when we got to the table, I think I'm losing my plug. And he goes, he goes what do we do? I'm like, we enjoy this dinner because it's going to be the last one for a while. Oh, how funny. <laughs> you knew your instinct was telling you his baby was coming. I Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so then I woke up with those contractions in the middle of the night and we just, we knew that we... We were going to be home, and that it could be a very long process. If and because I was a little bit early, it could very well just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it happened, I was really only in active labor for seven and a half hours. Wow! So the midwife shows up, and mm-hmm. ye, eleven around eleven a.m. and she checks you, and you're seven. What are you feeling at that point? Well, by then. Um, I think I was relieved to know it had progressed that much because I felt that the pain was so intense that I had really underestimated this whole thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that um, if this was going to be happening for, you know, 24 more hours, I was in, I was in big trouble. So I was, I was definitely um, concerned that I wasn't handling the pain very well. And um, I, I was nervous, but I, we had done so much research and so much preparation for the labor itself that um, I knew that this was my body's time to do what it was made to do and that I was going to meet my baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just to clarify, you didn't have a doula, right? It was a home birth with midwife, but no doula. Midwife, but no doula. Um to be honest with you, if I were to do another one, I would have a doula in a heartbeat. But we, you know, when you have a home birth with the way um, insurance is, it's not always 100% that you're going to get reimbursed. Right. And um, we were paying more out of pocket than we would have if we had a hospital birth. And we had done so much um, educating ourselves. I thought, um, my husband's going to be the doula. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, he was a huge support to me but I it was my husband and my midwife and I and then uh, later in the afternoon my parents and my sister were called and they were there when she was born mm-hmm. so nice so okay oh and so... the oh excuse me uh-huh. before I forget I'm sorry the midwife also had an assistant yes yes and they are so the midwife's assistant was there Absolutely. And that's a good point to remind um, listeners that they do travel in pairs because it's part of the safety features of if anything's wrong, one can focus on mom, one can focus on baby. Um, So, okay, but take us back. So she gets there, you're seven. What happens afterwards? 
Um, well, I had gotten a big giant kiddie pool to labor in instead of a birth tub. We just got a big, huge kiddie pool and put it in the bathroom to labor in. I had a weirdly large bathroom and, um, I got in there. My whole idea was to just labor in there. I knew that that was a good source of pain relief, but, and my husband filled it up and I climbed in and he climbed in with me and, um, they, you know, my midwife was next to me and asking me, you know, how, how I was feeling and how everything was doing. And I started when I was in there, I wasn't in there for very long and I got the urge to push. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, my midwife asked if I wanted to stay in the tub or if I wanted to get out. And at this point I was functioning on a very different level and I did feel very vulnerable and I felt sort of unable to trust myself but at the same time, knowing that everything was going the right way, nature was doing what it was supposed to do, but I, I didn't know if I should get out of the tub or not. I didn't know. <laughs> there was really no making me comfortable. So I, I asked my midwife's advice, and she said, well, I can protect your perineum better if, we, if we're on the bed. And that was enough for me. I got out of the tub. When we got and we, you know, they helped me walk to the bed and I, I labored on the bed for a while. My urge to push had kind of dissipated. I labored on the bed for a while. I did a lot of um, visualizing. Mm -hmm. My husband was there kind of walking me through um, these, these exercises of visual, visualizing myself sort of separate from the pain and going through those, um, those sort of exercises that I had learned in the Bradley mm -hmm. class. And um, my midwife was sort of, I knew she was there, but she wasn't, she definitely is not a doula, if that right. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I felt the need to be very silent. I had made a playlist that I wanted to listen to. And um, I made my husband turn it off on the first song. There was no way it was going to happen. I just needed to go inside and just wait for the urge to push. Isn't that funny how it is? We think that we're going to want stuff and then we don't want it. We think, oh, I'll never, you know, want that or I'll never want to, I don't know, look at the mirror so I can see what's going on. And then we do stuff like that. It's so oh, yeah. surreal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you were laboring in the bed with your husband. Mm -hmm. Um Mm -hmm. and things were progressing. When did you, did you get the urge to push again? Uh, yes, we, we did get the urge to push again. I actually pushed for two hours. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember the last push. I, I was laboring. I labored on my side most of the time. And, I, and that was another thing going along with what you're saying about what we think we want, what we think we're going to do. Um, at the time, I was exhausted, and mm -hmm. I, laying down, just felt right. Um, I kind of expected myself to be squatting and standing up and all that stuff. It just didn't, it just didn't go that way. I just needed to lay down and be still, and um, I ended up kind of um, pushing on my side, pushing on my back a little, and I think I did, I was on um, all fours at one point, but I mean, that's, part of the beauty of being at home in your own bed and in your own space. You're moving around however your body's telling you to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, and it is, it does 
it can happen as well at the hospital depends on the things that you you know need and want and your care provider and what the policy is so but I think yeah, what absolutely. it's important is if that's something that you're counting on then being in a place where you will get it obviously will will cause less problems for you during the birth um and you know I'm glad you said that because um that is something that was kind of why I did it is because I hope this makes sense is I'm sort of a vulnerable person I'm a sensitive person and I know when I'm going to need support and I knew that I was not going to feel um safe enough to to ask for what I needed to ask for in the hospital and that's why I I chose home because I knew that exactly who I needed around me and the type of intervention or not intervention, all that stuff was going to be there when I needed it to be there, how I needed it to be there. Mm -hmm. So you, so I felt safe enough to be vulnerable, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. And that's an incredible distinction because to make, because, um, Part in birth, what you need for the process to flow is to get to that point of letting go and that vulnerability and just letting things happen, letting things happen. And you are usually naked. You're, you, I mean, you're in a vulnerable spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, but yeah, you will absolutely. not come out if you've got clothes on, or well, will come out, but <laughs> be a little more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So. So you said you pushed for about two hours on your side, and how how did that pushing stage feel for you? I was not one of those women lucky enough to have the orgasmic burst. <laughs> I have heard stories, but I'm not one. Um, it was a lot of pain. It was more pain than I ever expected or felt in my life. I didn't think I could do it. I remember the last few pushes just thinking, I think I even said out loud, I can't do it anymore, guys. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And it was just a, a lot more intense than I ever expected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. It's, it's, I mean, yes, there's a lot shifting in your body. It can be extremely extense. And, it, and you never know until you're doing it how intense it's going to be. But in terms of the orgas orgasmic birth, I, I haven't seen one personally either. Oh, that's so. a relief. <laughs> so there's different levels um, of tolerance, I think, of, but it seems like it's labor for most everybody. Yeah. And I know at some point um, my water broke at that point. I, I didn't have my, my water didn't break early on. It, it broke while I was pushing, mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, an interesting feeling. And, um, I think the last push when she finally came out, one thing I did not expect, and this is going to get a little graphic, I guess, is that feeling of when you push and you do feel the baby start to come out, There, it, there's also kind of a backtrack where the baby kind of goes back in a little bit when she's crowning, right? Is that the right term? Um, but then I didn't expect that, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm losing all this progress. You know, she's going to go back in and come out. But, but obviously, you know, she came out because babies come out. And, um, you know, that last punch when she really did come out, it was such a physical relief mm -hmm. and obviously an emotional 
um, relief and excitement because here's this baby that you've been waiting to meet, you know, set up on your chest and on your belly, and it's the most amazing thing. But that physical, they say you forget the pain, but it's been almost three years, and I can I can feel that last push, and I can, I can feel the whole thing mm-hmm. when I think about it. And it's so interesting how different it is for every mom because and and that last push has stayed with you but do you think you f- remember as intensely the rest of the process of of when you were laboring earlier have you forgotten part of that yeah it becomes more yeah um it's definitely more of a theory in my mind or a memory in my mind it's not as visceral as for me the last push Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, it's so different for every mom. And that's why I love getting these stories and, and, and hearing them, because you felt specific things, especially during that last pushing stage, that I haven't necessarily heard anybody describe or felt myself um, of thinking, you know, after baby is is fully crowning that going back. Sure, there's some back and forth when, as you're pushing down, um, where it's like two steps forward, one step back with the contraction, and that goes, that right. little cha-cha happens. But once the yeah. head is crowning and past the pubic bone, um, it kind of just stays there. So was it after it had stayed there that you had, you felt that going back? No, no, no. No, it was, just, well, I, I guess crowning must have been the wrong word. Um but no, but as you're pushing, when you have those contractions and okay. you can feel a, a forward motion, and but then you can also feel that step back. No, I I think I had a pretty mechanically normal situation. Okay, yeah, was, no, and, I, <laughs> and I'm sure it was mechanically um, right <laughs> what was <laughs> happening. I'm not saying it wasn't. I was just, I think I misunderstood you on when. Yeah, that, that cha-cha, I, that I have felt. Yes, indeed. And that's, and that's something I, for all the reading that I did, I didn't, Either I glossed over that or, you know, I I didn't read about that. And um, that surprised me. Mm -hmm. And when when you're feeling sort of vulnerable towards the end and you're just exhausted and um, I I was really kind of overly exhausted and thought, oh, man, this is, she can't go back in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, um, I think there's a lot of things that's kind of, as much as I did prepare overall, I think that day kind of takes on a, literally a life of its own and you just have to kind of trust in your body and trust in the preparations you've made and the people that are around you and, and you just get through it. And it's amazing to me that we do that as women Every day, every day, a woman does that. Men, many women do I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm that that power that we have that I think sometimes we, oftentimes we forget we have or don't know we have. Um, my birth was so empowering to me to know that this is what my body could do and would do. 
I there are so many things since then where I've said, well, I did that. I gave birth in my house with no pain medication. I can get through this. Mm-hmm. I wish even more women had that sense of power. Mm-hmm. And be, and what I think needs to be stressed here is, like you said before, you mentioned it was incredibly painful. It was more pain than you thought you would endure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, anybody listening who hasn't had a child might say, that sounds just horrific. That well, Like, why would anybody <laughs> want to put themselves through that? But, you know, why would anybody put, want to? You say you want, you would be happy to do it all over again. Why? Yes. Yeah. Well, one mantra that got me through it was pain with a purpose. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not pain because you know you weren't looking where you're going and you stubbed your toe and you broke it and now you're going to have to walk around with that broken toe. This is pain with a purpose. Every time you feel the pain, it's getting you closer to that baby, and it's and your and it's all the signals that your body has been has been um, created to give you. So that you can you can give birth to your baby. That was my pain mm-hmm. that was given to me, so that I could bring my baby to this, you know, planet. Mm-hmm. And um, I I needed to feel it so I could push her out of me, and she could be the healthiest, um, the healthiest she could be when she was born, and the healthiest I could be to recover. Um, and take good care of her. Mm-hmm. And it is a process, like like you said, women do it, many women, every single day, and they do get through it, and they do it again. So it is it is painful, or it can be painful. Some women feel, you know, different degrees of pain. Um, mm-hmm. But you do get through it. And I heard this quote once, which was, I, I can't remember who said it, but it was, I thought it really encompassed very well what this is all about. And it said, the pain can't be stronger than you because it is you. It's coming from you. So you are making, so it can't be stronger than you. And I find that. That's very appropriate. Yes. I, that makes a lot of sense. That's Mm. great. Mm. And so I, I, I like listeners to, to make sure they understand that, even when it's so intense and strong and difficult, you can still get through it. And it's oh, not yeah. that we're all masochists. <laughs> you you yeah. can still get through yeah. it. And and have a, you know, once that baby comes out, it's pretty much gone. Yes, yes. I mean, like I said, I, I physically felt relief when she came. And after that, I was comfortable and um and yes, I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I know, so, I mean, we're all that strong. You know, we're all strong. And I, but I think your quote says it perfectly, that that pain isn't stronger than you. Mm-hmm. So what was different than what you expected with all your preparation? Well, definitely, like we've talked about, the pain was uh-huh. <laughs> was more than I expected. <laughs> But um, the the day I really expected um, to have it, I guess it kind of ease into 
the labor a little more. I thought I'd be in labor longer. I thought we actually had, when we woke up in the morning had, I sent my husband out to get some red box movies because I thought we were going to, you know, just feel some, some crack the contractions uh, during the day and basically have a relaxing day at home mm-hmm. while we were waiting. But um, it just went faster than I expected. Um, my, you know, we, ex- I expected to labor in the pool, maybe even have her in the pool, but that wasn't comfortable. Um, and then um, also a very weird, this is not a normal thing that happens, but it's just kind of funny and it's part of my story. But my midwife's assistant had brought her one-year-old daughter. Um, her daughter normally for the whole year that she was, you know, alive had come to birth and been on her mom's back in a, in a carrier and been fine. And, um, and just that day she was miserable and not interested in being at my birth. Mm. <laughs> so, um, the one year old, the one year old was, um, pretty inconsolable most of the day. And, um, my, my family was there actually. So, um, they were entertaining her, but, uh, I could hear her crying mm-hmm. a lot during my birth. And, and it kind of was difficult to to stay in the moment sometimes because of that outside factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that's just a kind of unique story. But um, so it was just I guess all around a little more chaotic than I expected. Okay. And what I definitely think is is it you have to be in a place you're comfortable with the people you trust and um, because things can just come up. It's just not going to be, it's not always going to be what you expect, but that's okay too, because this is life. This is nature. And I mean, it's definitely, uh, I don't know if, I don't know what the right word is, but it definitely initiated me into the coming years of my life because motherhood isn't really, you know, it's it's chaos too in its yeah. own way. The beautiful, best, it's beautiful chaos. Best laid plans. I always say that birth prepares exactly. you for that motherhood. It's your first yes. lesson in parenting. <laughs> yes, exactly. That day sort of prepares you for everything that's that's coming. Would you have done anything differently? I would have a doula. I would definitely have a doula next time. I would still do a home birth. Um, I'm, I would definitely take Bradley again. I think I would, um, even as a second-time mother, just um, to refresh myself because the cool thing about the Bradley classes is that they um, they talk to you about the actual mechanics of of giving birth so you understand literally what's happening. And that, to me, um, just with my personality, is very important to know what's happening and um, trust that it's supposed to be happening. So I would definitely take Bradley or, you know, any natural childbirth course that you find that, you know, speaks to you um, and definitely have a doula because I think one thing I didn't really consider is that my husband is also having a child for the first time. And this is, he's never been at a birth before and he doesn't know anything about this stuff and only what we've studied. So we're both getting into this and it would have been I think invaluable to have another person there to support not just me but him mm-hmm. too. Mhm. That makes total sense. 
total sense. And, and I can tell you from my doula point of view, when I help single moms, I mm-hmm. enlist a doula in training to come and help me because I don't doula alone. <laughs> I think I think you need yeah. more than one person in general. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so, so good. Uh, you know, what was your favorite part of it all? My favorite part was the moment that she was laid on my chest and um, just seeing her face for the first time and thinking, oh, it's, oh, it's you. And, you know, you kind of picture what your child's going to look like, and um, but you can't really know until you see that face. And, and, all, and for me in that moment, personally, it just all clicked together like, I've just been waiting for you, and here you are. And um, she was so she was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so fabulous. That's that's always the the moment of, of that makes it all worth it for sure. Yay! It really did. Yeah, I just realized I never asked you when was she born. What was the time? Uh, she was born exactly at four o'clock. In the afternoon, in the evening. So pretty much from start so, to finish, you had 12 hours? Yeah. That's... And then, um, but it was, but it was, you know, you know, we could sleep through the first contractions, thankfully. So we had had a good night's sleep and, um, and that was good. We, we were, I think we were both, um, with it enough during the day. It wasn't like we, you know, had a really super long labor and we're exhausted at the end we were still Mm -hmm. I mean we're exhausted but you know (laughs) (laughs) exhausted but not completely depleted (laughs) yes right (laughs) oh fantastic and did you know you were having a girl we did we did we um we had gotten you know the typical ultrasounds Mm -hmm. that you get and um so we knew we were having, we decided, I'm a person who likes to be prepared and know everything ahead of time, and I don't like surprises, so I had to know what mm-hmm. I was preparing for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and do you, do you have an insight on how your husband feels about this whole experience? Yeah, I think um, he was surprised, too, about, I think we all, we had just thought it would be this. I guess, you know, there are those cliches for home births, too. You know, the Zen, like, everybody's burning incense and stuff like that. But I, And I guess we thought we would we would be more Zen. But um, he thought it was intense, but he would definitely do it again in a heartbeat. I mean, everything went so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we have this beautiful baby girl, and, and um, we don't want to fix what isn't broken. So we would both, and our and a, an interesting thing too is we don't have a an experience from a hospital, so we're comfortable with what we know, and that's a birth at home. So if I were to have another low risk, risk pregnancy, uh, that's certainly what we would both be happy to choose. Right, right. Well, I'm so glad you had this lovely birth experience that you just shared with us. Um, any parting words? I guess um, what I really wish moms knew is 
or, you know, um, soon to be moms or whatever, is that you have to trust your instincts and trust what's right for you and your family. Educate yourself, make the choice, and then let it be because you'll do the best for your family that you can. And whether it's a hospital birth or a home birth, it, it doesn't matter as long as you've done the homework, you feel good about it, and then you're just, you just let it happen. Babies come out. Babies do come out. And it's going to be great. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing all this experience with us. Oh, you're welcome. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for doing this. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter. And even better, become a part of the Birthful community by subscribing at birthful.com. You'll get access to bonus episodes and other exclusive goodies. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>